Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. Go listen to something rotten, people. It's worth it. And on that wonderful bombshell, welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, episode 67. My name is Josh. I'm Gavin. And today we're going to be talking about Disney's 1984 classic. Did I get the date right? 86. 1986 (laughs) classic, The Great Mouse Detective. Yes. But first off, how's it going, Gavin? It's going good. I'm beat because of work, but uh, no, it's it's going well. I'm, this is actually like a nice, relaxing time for me. I get to hang out with you, watch a movie, Aww. and the chat about it. It's like it's the first time it's like in, old days since we recorded last week that I've had a moment to just kind of chill. So it's nice. All right, Grabby, you got any news? Uh, I'm excited about the upcoming release of Cars 3, which happens on Tuesday. I didn't pre-order it, but uh, I'm sure I'll be getting it either on Tuesday or very shortly after. Well, I'm pre-order very it on Amazon. It. So even though, you know, we still have a little bit, you'll still get mm-hmm. it like a few dollars off like Target or something. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to do the Disney Movie Club and just like let those features roll in. <clears throat> but their prices aren't very good. Mm. You get some benefits from it, but man, that's the only thing I don't like about it. Are they pretty now, much like that, now, s- that standard twenty four ninety nine? No, like standard twenty nine ninety nine. Oh really? Yeah. They don't Lord I mercy. haven't seen one less than that in a long time. Now they do have other benefits of being in that club. Like if you just go and shop their back catalog, you can get great deals there. But all the brand new stuff, it's way cheaper to get you should, it elsewhere. You should maybe see if you can get Great Mouse Detective on Blu ray. Yeah, I still just have the DVD yeah, of it, and I, I know, knew I, I know you cringed when that DVD uh, intro well, came on. No, not even that. When you put the when you put the DVD into the Xbox, <laughs> instead of it pulling up the blue Blu-ray title screen, uh-huh. it's like the DVD title I screen. I was like, ah, dang it, Gavin. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, I don't know that you're going to get that much more. High def quality. Oh, I'll notice. Of that age. I'll notice. I'm sure you will. I think the sound quality is what you'd see the biggest upgrade in. Probably in that case. But yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll eventually. I'm sure all my. Well, I don't know because I say that, but by the time I get them all on Blu-ray, there'll be some newfangled thing like Purple Ray or something. That's. I'll before uh, some new conflabbit <laughs> thing. Jeez, I know, Gavin, you old man. I know. It took me forever to get dvds and then like transferring them all over to blu-ray man it's expensive to keep up with all that stuff and a lot of it i mean like i i don't feel like the upgrade difference is big enough all the time like on a movie like great mouse detective i don't think it's yeah probably not but like jurassic park heck yeah you upgrade that to blu-ray the second that happens you know so or if you're like josh you have like for some reason like four copies of the blu-ray because <laughs> you just keep getting the special editions whenever they come out uh-huh. with all of one minute of like bonus yeah. feature and you're like cool well that's definitely worth it mm, i've got my movies like that i've got i think i've got several lion kings at one point i think i had six different versions of nightmare before christmas and i think i had three different versions of avatar and, and i think i only currently i just have the like extra special you have Avatar? Oh, I love Avatar, yes. I haven't seen Avatar in forever. It, I've got the full extended director's cut. It's awesome. Yeah, I think the last time I saw Avatar was in the theater. <clears throat> Did you go back when they re-released it with the extra scene in the middle? No. And the, and the I've prologue? I've seen an extra scene in, or, or a prologue. Oh, the prologue gives you his backstory like on Earth, which is awesome. And then the, the extra scene in the middle is like this epic hunting scene that they go on. It's oh. so good. 
Well, Gavin, I need to borrow Avatar, please. Yeah, we'll watch it. We should review it on this show. It's half animated. We could, and that could that could be, be in Fantasy February. Well, I was thinking. I mean, since or it's, sci-fi. Since, since, since it's also a live action, maybe that's just a pop culture corner. Maybe I'd be PCC. down for that. I'd definitely be down for that. I love Avatar. Speaking of the pop culture corner, last Friday we came out with uh, our Stranger Things season two spoiler review. Mm-hmm. Just trying to put as many words in <laughs> that I possibly could. Um, so yeah, Oliver and I did that, and awesome. Gavin hasn't listened to it yet because he's a busta and hasn't caught up on Stranger Things. Right, I haven't started yet. So, mum's the word on them spoilers, Josh. Billy's the word if y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> How's Oliver doing? I haven't talked to him in a He's while. He's good. good. Uh, he'll be down here a little bit for Thanksgiving. I don't think we'll get to chat. He's got plans. But yeah. Christmas. Cool. So hopefully we can have him on again. That'd be cool Christmas. to have him in the room for another mm-hmm. another little episode. That'd be great. Speaking of things that come out on Tuesday, mm-hmm. which we weren't really speaking. Yeah. We were before. Yeah, yeah. before. <laughs> I transitioned very poorly. <laughs> um, your name comes out this tuesday yes also exciting and pay uh stay tuned a little bit after our review of great mouse detective to learn about our thanks giveaway event Mm. Mm, so maybe it involves your own name Mm. uh, so did you did you pre-order the the special edition of it uh i did and then i canceled the special edition and i just got the regular i didn't I think the special edition looked neat, but you know, ultimately, when it comes to those like boxed editions where there's extra stuff in it, it's like you look at it when you get it, and then it just kind of sits in the box yeah. forever. You only really ever use the movie, mm-hmm. you know. That, that's at what that's, that's what experience. that's what I thought about because I was like, "Oh, you can get the Radwimp soundtrack," and I'm like, "I already own that on digital, though." It's a fantastic. Soundtrack. I don't really need it right. on physical. Yeah. So I was like, "And eh, now it's all right." Right. The only thing that's kind of sucks is I don't have them in English, which oh. is on the physical copy. Oh, so I'm like, oh. that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, nice. Which is which is kind of cool. Um, this week we have our special Wizard World Comic Con exclusive episode coming mm-hmm. out on Friday, so yep. you can listen to me and Corey as we talked about you know a little bit of Wizard World, yeah, everything that we did there. And then we'll have our interview with Disney and DreamWorks artist Thomas Estrada. Yeah, I'm excited to hear Who we that. met at Wizard World. He will be on, like, we'll pop that in on the last portion of that episode. Very cool. I'm excited to hear that one. And then next week is going to be our interview with voice actress Mela Lee. Cool. So Tiki and Rin herself. So <laughs> all the mirac- all you miraculizers. I don't know what they call miraculizers. Ladybuggers. Ladybuggers. That sounds <laughs> weird. Maybe not ladybuggers. <laughs> all you fanaculuses. Nope, that's stupid. Um, all you miraculous ladybug fans. There it is. And Fate Stay Night fans. Listen to that episode. That's awesome. It was good. She was super nice. That's cool. Everybody we have on the show is very nice. Mm-hmm. It's a great community. Except, except Corey. Corey's kind of a jerk. Corey's yeah. kind of jerk. You guys may have noticed <laughs> that Corey is, again, not on an episode. That's because I told him that I hated him and I fired him. No, so, that's no, not that's true. Not, He's going to have lasers put in his week. eyes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's getting laser eyes. Laser eyes. He's going to be right. like Cyclops, except mm-hmm. probably not as cool because Cyclops is already cool. <laughs> Nice. Um, we got a new trailer this week. Yeah, right? last little bit of news. Uh, we got a new trailer for Troll Hunter Season 2. Ah, oh, so exciting. So pumped. And most importantly, there's a date in that trailer. Yes, December 15th. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you while you're be... in line for Star Wars, exactly, you'll be able to watch Troll Hunters, Troll Hunters <laughs> which is the best timing. Because I took December 15th off. Oh, nice. Because we're seeing Star Wars on the 14th. Oh, okay. At like nine thirty, mm-hmm. so we're seeing it then, and I was like, "I'm gonna be pointless at work the next day." Right. So I took that Friday off, well beforehand. Nice. And I get to watch Troll yeah, Hunters marathon. So Troll I'm gonna Hunters. binge Troll Hunters. That is awesome. I, how many episodes was the last season? Oh, was it a God. full it like twenty twenty four? Twenty four, twenty six. Are we expecting the same amount I this would time? Assume. Oh man, I'm so excited. So. uh 
real quick, I know you want to talk about the trailer, but I can't remember. Are we are we doing balcony for Star Wars? Yes. Or is it director's suite? We're balcony. balcony? We couldn't have a director's suite was sold. Okay. I'm still pumped. I'm so excited. Oof. Yeah. Excited. Okay. Troll Hunters. What's going on with that trailer? Okay, dude? so I got problems <laughs> with this trailer already. Problems well, or not questions? questions? I got questions okay, with this cause, trailer. Yeah, because like we start off and like there's really I thought this whole season was going to be Jim in tr- the other world and them trying to get Jim. Right. But yet, literally, they're together. The first scene of the well, maybe well, they're holding really the back though. Maybe the first segment of the story will be that. See, and that would they're be just cool. showing us, you know, what's happening once they all kind of come back together. I don't know. It's weird that they would do that if that's the case. What The first question I had is that kid that's basically narrating the trailer. That's uh-huh. a new character, right? No, that's the same kid. Remember well, the I little... I remember him. He's, he's like that kind of nerdy kid who... Uh-huh. Um, they're all kind of nerdy kids. Yeah. <laughs> he's the one who keeps thinking that he's seeing the trolls. Yeah. Do you remember the episode with the goblins? Yes. Uh, and in the delivery truck, they were delivering a package oh, to his house. Oh, that's right. I do remember him now. Okay. Yeah. So he maybe is going to become more of a central character in this I season, I don't maybe? know. I think they just were him being weird, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I mean, they did kind of amass a team throughout the last season, so yeah. maybe he's like another... I mean, they could use kind of a techie I could, person I could, or something, I maybe. could see him being the... Uh, like the... <clears throat> The human character mm-hmm. that is starting to figure things out, right? And well, they're like, and they're like, indicate. oh snap! We now have to, you know, play everything super careful because you know this nerd is gonna like catch us. <laughs> right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that could be. I-, I could see that. But the other thing that was really confusing for me mm-hmm. almost spilled that all over the laptop. That would have been <laughs> awful. Arg was in it. Yeah. I have, he, which I'm he, excited he's about. Dead. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I'm confused. There's some sort of troll magic or something that's going to happen, and I that was my greatest fear about season two because Arg was probably my favorite character in season one, and the idea of moving on without him was going to be hard for me. Yeah, and seeing him in the trailer, yes, it brings up a thousand questions, but. Yeah, I'm so did excited about it. Did we see Mr. It. Strickler in the trailer? No, we didn't. I th- uh, we saw like a an a like a body shot cuz he was that like, I thought it may have been Mr. Strickler. Oh, it could have been. But at the end he's like sent off on that transport thing, right? Yeah. And we don't know where to, right? So mm-hmm. But I mean, I think with his somewhere. character, I'm like, you bring his character back cuz his oh, character yeah. has Oh, yeah. His character started that redemption arc mm-hmm. and then just didn't get to fulfill it. Right. So I'm like Give him his redemption arc, and and the the main villain character that we see that's the the original villain's dad who had been trapped in that other realm, right? Yeah, I can't remember his name, but I don't uh, that's who that is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's I'm gonna have I to thought. watch uh, rewatch Troll Hunters. Oh yeah, I, yeah. That, I'm kind of ex- we originally thought it was going to come out in November. I'm kind of excited that it's December fifteenth because now I feel like I have time to rewatch prep. season yeah. one or at least the second half of season one in prep to watch season two. Because, you know, like I'd forgotten about that kid. So there, I just want to refresh my mind about it. Um, yeah, man. It looks good, though. I think the animation looks like it took a little bit. Yeah, it, look, it looks a little bit forward, better. And, oh, man. I'm so excited. Uh, also, Wakefu Season 3 comes out in March. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I thought it was December. Oh, okay. And so I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. So, and then I looked and I was like, oh, Dang. <laughs> Dang. Well, it's fine. I have, stuff in I have between, plenty man. of time. Yeah, I got plenty of time. The did the new season of Star versus the Force of Evil start yet? That actually starts this week. Okay. I thought today, it was coming in soon. Fact. Oh yeah. nice. Nice. Is today when... as in Monday? Yeah, that's today, okay. Gavin. I just didn't know what timeline we were working with. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, we've got two I believe it's two full weeks of Star versus the Forces of Evil. Yeah. Nice. So Every day you get an episode. That's awesome. They released all the wonderful tidbits, so it's great. Very cool. All right, you ready to start this? Let's do it, man. All right, so for our main event, we are going with Disney's The Great Mouse Detective. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are one that, well, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> for those of you who may not have seen it before. Exactly. Here's we're going to read that. Oh, my gosh. The cover's like a novel. Okay. 
<clears throat> Olivia, the brave daughter of a beloved London toy maker, runs to Basil of Baker Street to help with her father's disappearance. Basil's jolly assistant, Dr. Dawson, and loyal dog Toby lend a hand and... Uh, that's weird. Uh, lend a hand and nose as they sniff out clues through their charming miniature world. I should have read it like that anyway. <laughs> uh, the final chase leads to Professor Radigan, voiced by Vincent Price, yes. a hard-hearted criminal whom Basil must outwit to save all of Maustom. Now digitally remastered, fully restored, and fully unforgettable characters and spectacular animation, all leading to the climactic climb atop Big Ben. It's elementary. I'm oh, sorry. It's elementary who you'll want. Sounds like they tried a little too hard on this synopsis. <laughs> no, it's it literally says, it's elementary who you'll want to watch again and again. Oh, I guess they're talking about the great mouse detective. Yeah. Basil is who you're going to watch. Yeah, that's an awkward sentence. I agree. It's, it, it's <laughs> elementary who you'll want to watch again and again, dot, 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 the great mouse detective. Yeah. It's elementary, that, but we're going to tell you anyway. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here with your yeah. synopsis. <laughs> that was the worst synopsis ever. <laughs> Disney, learn to write. My goodness. Make a sentence flow. It, okay, one guy messed up his job. I hope he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> anyway, for the Great Mouse Detective, <laughs> Grabby, you got some... Uh... Yeah, well, uh, Great Mouse Detective, 1986, it's it's kind of uh, at a bit of a turning point for the Walt Disney Studios. We've talked about it a little bit before when we talked about Little Mermaid. People draw the line for where the Disney Renaissance era started, and they either start with Little Mermaid or they go back and start it with The Great Mouse Detective. And for my money, I don't think it really matters. I think they're they're both part of the transition. And I think for me, the real Renaissance begins with Beauty and the Beast, but I'm I'm rather alone on that usually. But you just skip Little Mermaid. No, I don't skip it, but I think it's much more of uh, they were still in process and they didn't really bloom into what I consider the Renaissance until Beauty and the Beast. Okay. But this one has so many great things to it. Uh, interestingly enough, it is the first um, Disney animated feature film that used computer animation. So in that climactic scene inside Big Ben, all the gears and chains and things, that was all computer animated. Uh, to to a really good effect, I thought they did it, it looked really very good, nicely. Yeah. It didn't have all that weird texture that you sometimes see that makes it stick out like a sore thumb. They did a good job of making it look two D, you know, with hard lines and mm -hmm. whatnot. So it didn't look like it was like shiny computery gears or anything. Um, so that was kind of a a major milestone for the studio in incorporating that. And you know, they've used computer animation in their films ever since even all their hand-drawn stuff. So uh, that was kind of a major moment. You know, the studio at that point, John Lasseter had left to go uh, begin what is now Pixar. And part of his impetus to move and to leave was the movie Tron, which had came out, come out two years before this, or four years before this movie. And, uh, you know, that signaled... A moment in the Disney company and within other animation companies too that um, computer graphics, computer animation could be a viable tool in the film industry because Tron was this crazy experimental film that just was a huge success. And so they started to realize that they could build in elements um, using computers that would save ultimately time and money over having people hand draw intricate things over and over and over and over. So um, it's an interesting kind of transitional period, I feel like. But, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, this movie is fantastic. I think it's largely forgotten by a lot of people or um, I think a lot of people nowadays haven't even ever seen it. You know, it's not a very, it's not what I would consider a mainstream Disney movie that everybody puts like on their lists of best Disney movies. But it's really good. You know, our our buddy Liam over at Cloud City Cast, it's his favorite Disney movie. He has a tattoo of Basil on his leg. Um, so he's hardcore. He's probably the biggest fan of this movie that I know. And 
second would probably be Charlie. It's one of Charlie's favorite movies. Um, and, and that's largely because of the Sherlock Holmes thing. I want I want to talk about that. Sure. I, why didn't they just use Sherlock Holmes? Um. Well, they were. I get that they were trying to do that. Like, yeah, he lives above Sherlock mm-hmm. or yeah. like below Sherlock Holmes. But well, they didn't like, invent just... the concept. It's this is taken from a series of children's novels that were written back oh, in okay. the fifties and sixties, I think, called Basil of Baker Street. So it's it's them. You know, most of their films are you know ideas and properties that come from literature fairy tales you know things like that okay um there's very few disney films that are like original stories to the disney company they're all takes on other people's stories usually Uh, and this is another case of that so they're just borrowing a, a popular children's series that isn't that popular today like i don't think many kids read basil of baker street today you can still find it at barnes and noble I mean, it's still out there, but it's not very popular. Okay. So, but that was kind of the the idea behind that. And interestingly enough, a little tidbit: the the voice actor it was Basil Rathbone. It was Basil. I, Rath- I noticed. I was Sherlock like, I was listening, was and I was like, Rathbone, yeah, because like that that was like the Sherlock that I watched a lot. Like okay. when we watched it at school and everything. Yeah. It was the Basil Rathbone mm-hmm. ones, and I think I have the Basil Rathbone collection, like nice. one of those things that BBC did, where it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of Basil Rathbone mm-hmm. stuff. That's awesome. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. He's great. He is, most people consider him like the iconic Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. I prefer Jeremy Brett, but, you know, they're both great. Basil mostly did films, whereas Jeremy Brett did the television series oh, yeah, uh, in the 80s. And, uh, yeah, from for my money, I like his take a little better. But, I mean, Basil's amazing. So, um, but if you look at the credits, you know, we just mentioned the credits in this film. It's a who's who list of people that became Disney legends. I mean, oh, you so mean like, many people. You mean like Scrooge McDuck? Yeah. Alan Young? Yeah. Like, the moment I heard that, I was like, that sounds exactly like Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. And I looked it up, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. But I mean, even like legendary animators, legendary Disney directors, so many people worked on this film that were already super talented, but became household names within the Disney fandom, you know, through the next 20 years as they just rolled out epic work, you know, in that time period. So it's really cool to look back and see, oh, this is kind of one of the first major films that all these people worked on. And uh, it's really cool. So I I always get a kick out of it when the opening credits start. And it's like, oh, my gosh, he worked on this and he worked on this and he worked on this. It's like too many names to even list. But uh, the directors, uh, Clements and Musker, um, you know, they're they're one of the directing duos that went on to direct so many successful films in the Disney canon. And I think this was their first um, time directing was on this film. And I think they do a fantastic job. Um, I, I don't, I don't really have any major criticisms of this movie. I feel like everything about it just kind of works, Uh, but I, I feel like there's still an element of, there's a lot of young directors, a lot of young animators still trying to find their way. So I feel like it's, it's, it is still a kind of a transitional film for me, you know, in the, realm of the disney canon i feel like it's still building towards that greatness that would come a little bit later but man i i recommend people go back and watch this movie because like i said i feel like it gets forgotten i've blathered on for a while uh what's your what are your initial thoughts um i I really like the at first i was not a fan of radigan i i didn't feel like vincent price's voice fit the way that this character was supposed to be. Okay. I wanted a more sinister character, like a more sinister voice Okay, with it. And I mean, not against Vincent Price, but I was just like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling like the sinisterness of yeah. Radigan. Like, to, so like the whole entire movie, I was sitting there and I was like, I guess you're a bad guy. You kind of, mm-hmm. eh. but I, I guess that's the way it's supposed to be. I almost feel like they took a Captain Hook direction with him. Yeah, where he's very a, much where so. he's a little more elegant, and he thinks you know he's very posh, and you know is a little and comes off a little goofy because of that. I really get kind of a Captain Hook vibe from him. 
But I mean, I thought he was really sinister, especially when he brings out that little bell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just the voice wasn't fitting for me. Like, the huh. voice wasn't fitting the character. Interesting. That was my problem. Like, okay. that was that was my, my, my main complaint. Um, probably the best thing in this movie was uh, Olivia, Olivia uh, Flanger Hangers' um, <laughs> outfit, her little, mm-hmm. uh, little beret with her mm-hmm. scarf and her little... I loved it. I was yeah, like, totally "This is cute. this is this cutest freaking mouse character I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's it's. I want you to draw character. her. I want you I to do that. Uh, and then I want you to tattoo her on me. <laughs> okay, I will. I will it do will the tattooing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and scar you for life. Um. So I guess we can just kind of give like a brief little rundown of the movie. So we start off with. It's Olivia's birthday. Mm-hmm. What a great birthday. Oh, yeah. Your dad gets kidnapped. Yep. It's a fun. What a beautiful. Classic Disney start. Oh, gotta, yeah. Gotta and they're like, some tragedy in. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, where's your mom? And like, oh, yeah, she's yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, of course. Mom dead. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. That's how you know. Yeah. So mom's dead. Father gets abducted. And then so she goes to Basil. Mm-hmm. And then we have a fun little jaunt. Pretty much to the toy. By the way, that toy store mm-hmm. that they go into to find uh, to try and when they're tracking down the bat, yeah, fidget, fidget, fidget. That's right. Um, when they're tracking down fidget, I hope that none of those toys ever get sold because they're all ugly. Like <laughs> they look scary. Those are some scary looking toys in there. I think they were kind of going for that a little bit. You know, when you look at antique toys, especially dolls. They do all have a creepy look. There's that moment where that one doll is tilting towards them and it lands face first and the face shatters right in and front then, of like, them. And then the eye That's is like... so creepy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, old-fashioned toys are kind of weird. Yeah. I was like, ugh, no. <laughs> what, I, what got me about that scene and some of the other scenes uh, with Mr. Flavisham is the level of technology for, ni- for 1897 was a little bit... I mean, Man, I know we had steam, steam power, and I know we had clockworks and springs and things like that. But some of it, I don't know. It's a little bit hard to believe. Like a freestanding dancing ballerina mouse? No. Uh, no you no. don't know, man. No. <laughs> I mean, he must have been. Dude, ma- a here's the thing. Maybe mouse technology is better than human technology. That's true. They we don't those know. Little hands that can mm-hmm. build little intricate things. Yep. Maybe, maybe that's true. Maybe that's, that's true. Oh. Uh, did you see the the Dumbo Easter egg mm-hmm. in the Toy Story? Yeah, just blowing yeah. bubbles. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I thought that was good. Were there any other Easter eggs? That's the only one I, I saw. Feel, well, I would consider Basil Rathbone voicing Sherlock as an Easter egg. Okay. Uh, I feel like there was one. Oh, I think that the little music box of the little um, jazz band that was all dressed in fire outfits, I think that's a reference to the Firehouse Five, which is a famous band of Disney animators who also formed a jazz band and they would actually play at Disneyland sometimes. And they were called the firehouse five plus two. I think that was okay. a reference that to made them. the firehouse five plus two. So there were seven of them. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, goofy name, but uh, I think that was a reference and I feel like there was another one that I noticed and I'll have to keep thinking about it. I can't remember what it okay. is right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the movie. I really like Basil. Basil was, you know, he's my boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think my my main problem was the Radigan because mm-hmm. I was like, I just his voice just wasn't doing it for me, I and it was kind of drawing me out because I'm like, huh. you're supposed to be the sinister guy, mm-hmm. and so like when you see a character like that, you think, okay, someone like a Jeremy Irons or something like that, okay. someone so someone did, who's did gonna be deeper. Voice? I want like a deeper, more okay. sinister voice. And I got Vincent Price, and I'm like, it's 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. So, <laughs> kind of took me out. Yeah, I mean, I think I think part of it is, you know, they did go really cartoony with this movie. And I think the voice acting plays into that as well. So, I, you know, I think even though they had some really sinister moments where we basically see murder on screen almost yeah it's close a couple times we don't actually see that first mouse getting gulped down you know but it's very straightforwardly insinuated and uh but other than that you know i feel like they did a lot of cartoony things to kind of balance that out you know i'm thinking of when they're in the the 
CD bar and you got the piano player and the piano keys are rippling like a big ribbon, mm-hmm. like very Looney Tunesy kind of look. And then there's the moment where Toby like turns his ear into stairs so they can walk up him. Yeah. You know, really kind of like Tom and Jerry like kind of uh, stuff. Well, I mean, when uh, Olivia comes off of Toby for the first time, like when she was like patting his yeah. side, you know, like slide like whistle, the slide like, was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So he, his voice kind of just falls into that because he does have a very um, lively, recognizable sound. And, you know, he's done very, very creepy things in his career and he's done very comical things in his career. And to me, this kind of rides right down the middle and I liked it. I, I do get what you're saying. It, It makes sense to me because when you look at that character, you don't necessarily expect that particular voice to yeah. come out of it. And so that makes sense to me. But that being said, I love Vincent Price and I feel he can do no wrong. <laughs> so uh, I enjoy his performance in this every time I see it. Um, I mean, I think he's hilarious. I, I, I love it. And as far as his sinisterness, I feel like it's there enough that you do feel the tension of it, you know, but I like that he also is classic evil villain. Like even when we think of like super villains and, you know, all of the things that we know and love in nerdy fandoms, they all just go over the top. And so like when he decides how he's going to kill Basil, he's like, I just decided to use all the ways I wanted to kill you. And so he's got a gun pointed at him. He's got him in a mousetrap. He's got an arrow. That was pretty he's good. got an anvil hanging for the ultimate splat. And it's like, I'm and we're going to take a picture all the ways. And we're going to take a picture of it. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, Oh, and then he went the extra mile to record himself singing, singing. a goodbye song to Basil. And I just, I freaking love that. And that to me is like the best scene in the whole movie. I I like that whole thing where he has his little villain monologue and then he goes out with his mic drop of playing the song. And then Basil comes up with that last second plan to get them out and it works. And he has that cheeky moment where he's like, like, smile and the camera snaps. Genius. I love the timing of that scene. It's so good. I agree. It was really good. It's fantastic. Love how he was he was somehow able to get his coat on and his hat mm-hmm. in perfect time and catch Olivia and pull up Wa- uh I almost said Watson. Uh, <laughs> Dawson. Dawson. Yeah. I the perfect like yep. literally <laughs> with just enough time to say cheese. Yep. That was it. That's so good. Or smile or whatever. Yeah. I love it. I you know the 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 timing of this movie is probably what is best. Like I I like a lot of the timing. Um, I think the pacing of the movie is good. There's never really a slowdown no, where you're like, not. come on, get on with it. There it doesn't have, and Disney falls falls prey to this a lot. It doesn't have one of those diversion scenes where it's like, what are we doing here? You know they've got several movies where they've got a goofy scene with like one of the side characters, like struggling to do something. And it's supposed to be hilarious. And a lot of times it's just like, okay, we, it's just too much. We got it. Gus, Gus, get the dang seed and get out of here. You know, it's like, come on. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the timing is, is always really good in this movie. Uh, what do you think about the music? Oh my gosh. The music. So Henry Mancini did the music for this and Henry Mancini is one of my favorite uh, composers. He is probably most famous for writing the music for the Peter Sellers Pink Panther movies, uh, the famous Pink Panther theme that we all know and love. He did the music for Breakfast and Tiffany's, um, a lot of famous movies. So he's, he's a fantastic composer. And this has very much a Mancini sound to it. It's a lot of, he uses a lot of woodwinds and a lot of kind of, uh, he has a certain beat that he uses. And I don't really know how to describe it, but it, I mean, the soundtrack has a Mancini fingerprint all over it, but I think it serves the film really well. And I really enjoy it. I think it adds a beautiful texture 
Now they did have a couple of songs that were sung in this. It's not, I wouldn't consider this a musical by any stretch because no. really you just have Radigan and his gang sing a song, which is kind of fun, and it has the murder in the middle. And then we have the <laughs> and then we have in the bar, bar we have the the girl that comes out and gets we're a, like it gets a little show? a little yeah. body at moments there. It's like wow, there's a lot of smoking, a lot of drinking, mm-hmm. and a lot of hot mouse ogling that go on in this movie. <laughs> And murder. I mean, there's some dark stuff in here. I'm trying to think of... I thought when we first started the movie, I thought, is this the latest movie where we see a a character that, like, smokes regularly? The only other thing I can think of that happens later is you've got the snarf blat in Little Mermaid. And he goes to... He starts to light it up, and then Little Mermaid blows it in his face but I'm trying to think if there's any actual smoking that happens in any Disney film after this. Cruella. Oh, that's way early. That's way earlier. earlier, My bad. No, but that's another example. So I think we're also at that tipping point too, culturally where we're deciding at that point, I guess it's still okay to show kids smoking and drinking. But after this, we're not going to show kids that stuff anymore because there's a lot of it. In this, oh, there's drunkenness, and I mean, they're criminals, man. They're doing bad stuff. All right, so joining us, we have a very special guest, <laughs> Hannah. How's it going, Hannah? Hi, Surprise! Guys. <laughs> Hi. Nice to be here. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap this up now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was I weird. See how it is. So that was weird. We were talking about Great Mass Detective, and all of a sudden, Josh says, oh, hang on. And he bolts out of the room. I'm like, what's going on? And then Hannah shows up. Hello. Hey. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Crazy. Crazy. Okay. So we were just talking about the music. Do you remember? When was the last time you saw Great Mouse Detective? Oh, it's shamefully been a while. It's one of my favorites. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's so good. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. But I've always been semi-obsessed with anything sherlock Holmes yes related. we are too at our house yeah, yeah so i mean jeremy was... brett jeremy brett you like jeremy brett? basil or do you like basil, basil. okay basil. you guys yeah. are basil me and charlie are jeremy brett yeah because like that was the easiest way f- like to watch it was like the movies like yeah. i i'd yeah. never see i hadn't seen the tv show until way later yeah but when i was growing up like the movies were usually on like you know like uh not really like tbs but like P- on P- pbs yeah. stuff yeah. like Some, that yeah. masterpiece theater yeah that kind of thing yeah Totally. Yeah, we're Sherlockians. Is that what? Holmesians. Are? Holmesians. Yes, Sherlockians is almost just for the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Got it. Fandom. Well, That's what my they call that my wife is uh, her favorite character is Mycroft um, from the new from Game uh, of Thrones from the Sherlock BBC series. He's pretty fantastic. And so her handle on Instagram is Mycroftian. Yes, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Be sure and follow her if you want to know about yeah. Korean skincare products. And cats. <laughs> and cats, Korean skincare products, and sometimes Star Trek. In particular, fat cats. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Hilarious. Now, Hannah, uh, recap time. Josh wasn't really a fan of Vincent Price. Because I, I didn't... Ex- well, here's Hold on, hold on, hold on. Right? Here, here's the thing. Because with Radigan, I was expecting more of like a Jeremy Irons type character, like oh, okay. a voice to Something match a little darker. That okay. yeah, yeah, that's what I was. Okay. I yeah, nothing. That. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I I like Vincent Price, but I mean, just with this character, like when I first saw him, and then Vincent Price's voice came out of him, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> guess that's what we're gonna do yeah i suppose i'll give that to you because i love vincent price i did make you sit through that panel which is actually a really good panel with victoria so i mean i guess i'll give that to you yeah i i, I liked his performance i thought the voice acting in this film was really good like all the way around there's not a single one that i didn't like actually i understand josh's point about the the voice of vincent price being in this role a little more cartoony and less like really creepy like he can do right but i think like i explained before i feel like they they're trying to ride that line in this movie anyway because there's darkness in there but the style of animation is very cartoony so it works for me so so i mean what do you guys feel about the artwork in this movie because it especially for you josh because i feel it's got a very kind of dark muted palette to it i liked it you did yeah oh okay. it, it it fit with this is supposed to be london in 1867 i feel like so, london in the 1800s was the 
dirtiest place in the world. Yeah. Everything you see that's set in London in that time period, it's just dank. Well, yeah, that's like, it's, it's during the, the Industrial dirty. Revolution, so I mean, that's what's that's what's going like, on. Like a coal dust mm-hmm. yeah. over everything and smoky and foggy I mean, and America, I imagine everybody America there the had tuberculosis. The same way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty true. All like of New York. Like basically the world. Yeah. That's true. It's just, it's funny. I, the only thing I don't like is I feel like after a while, I feel like we've looked at so much grime. I do feel like, can we just go somewhere clean for just a minute? Well, like, we, we get, we get some nice color when we go to the bar. Yeah, oh, and when we go to the Buckingham Palace, yeah, that's yeah. that's of course that's where the Queen is. It's nice and pretty there. Nice and clean. Yeah. So it, I I love the artwork in this. One of my favorite um, Disney artists worked on the color styling for this film. His name's James Coleman. He's still a Disney fine artist, and um, you know he did the. Is color he like palette. one of the only four left? Only four left. Uh, never mind. Sorry, I'll oh, talk to you later. Okay, uh, and the the palette is beautiful. I think it it works really well. The some of the outfits on the characters that come in, like you see, really cool combinations of like greens and pinks, mm-hmm. and I I love a lot of that fashion design that's in this. Like you mentioned, um, Olivia's adorable little she's, outfit. And her oh little my gosh, tam. she's the best. Yes, yeah, so cute little thing. I love her. It's to pieces growing up i loved this movie my parents didn't understand why (laughs) i think this might movie might have instilled my sister's phobia of rats i'm not 100 percent sure but because i loved it and i would want to watch it all the time Mm -hmm. and but that was always one thing i noticed growing up was the clothing yeah detail and it's so good just the layers yeah it was just i always just loved it i really feel like the artwork in this was designed with love like yeah i feel like the artists really loved working on this movie and like there's that scene where they're at basil's and he first realizes okay this is a case he puts on his little um smoking jacket but then he puts on his duster over that or his long trench well, he t- coat he takes whatever the smoking it is. jacket off oh yeah and and then, then he puts, puts a jacket on, on suit jacket and then, and then he, he puts, puts his yeah. duster yeah and it's like that attention to just layering is so amazing i love it and like all of the clothing in this it strikes me every time it's like wow they really did their homework on this and they really designed mm-hmm. full outfits for all these people or mice and frogs uh, that and it just it impresses me every time. He was a lizard, sir. Was he a lizard? Yeah, he had okay. a tail. Oh, that's right, that's right. Were there any frogs? I feel like there was. Maybe no, it was I just lizards. I think or newts. you're imposing. Um, oh gosh, what is it called? <laughs> I just out read of, the book. Out of your brain. <laughs> I just read the book. But anyway, you're oh, getting reptiles on. and amphibians. Yeah, confused, sir. It, it, I I'm just always impressed by it, and then. You put them in the environments that they created, which while they did design them as grimy, dank London alleyways, they're so beautifully rendered. Mm -hmm. You know, every scene is like a painting. And the artwork in this movie, I think, is overlooked in a lot of ways. And uh, again, it goes back to this theme that we keep hitting on. I feel like this is a forgotten movie in many ways and people need to go back and watch it. I think people in a lot of ways kind of expect or or want every Disney movie to be a big musical because that's what followed in the Renaissance after that. Oh, Everything yeah. was just a big musical and it was a it was a big spectacle on screen. This is a very intimate like a lot of close tight shots in in small little corners of London. So it's got a completely different feel to anything that really followed it for the next 15 years or so and i think that's part of the reason but man i think people need to go back and look at this and just look at the fine detail in this movie because it's really really good yeah really good i agree this is one of those films i feel like is completely underappreciated mm-hmm. just like black cauldron i think black cauldron is no here's the accurately thing accurately no, no, no. <laughs> no we're gonna watch we're watching it in fantasy february oh, and, cool. and and we're gonna watch we're gonna watch that and sort of the not sword in no, the stone sword in the stone okay and so we're gonna be able to look at both okay and probably sort of some will probably win but <laughs> we'll have little princess elion way yeah i the missing of the disney princess right <laughs> 
she didn't qualify she for the franchise. She did not make it, no. <laughs> I, Black Cauldron, it, I have such a hard time with it. I I understand. When did Cauldron come out? 82 or 3. 80, okay. It was the one that basically was one of the backbreakers of the studio. It was a complete box office failure. And that was the moment where they were basically deciding to shut the studio down. They kicked all the animators off the lot in the mid eighties and sent them to a warehouse space where they put up cubicles. And so, I mean, they were in dire straits when they were animating the end of this film and when they were animating little mermaid later on. And part of that, you know, was what, I guess drove them to the greatness that followed is that they had to go through that struggle and they had to fight for every single moment of animation that they were allowed to do. And a lot of that reason is black cauldron. Now that's not why the business side of it isn't why I don't like black cauldron. It's the movie black cauldron is the reason I don't like. Black I remember cauldron. It Well, they skip a book from the Lloyd they, Alexander they series. They skip a full book. <laughs> I have issues with that. Yeah. I, I just think the execution of it in general was, not great. I think it's there still, are I think some it still really looks cool good. things it in it. It still looks so good. There There's are some, some great, things that look great. Great sequences in that film, especially but for, in the realm of the Horned King and his mm-hmm. dungeon or whatever oh, he lives in. He looks so, so cool. He's pretty sinister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not voiced by Vincent Price. Um, <laughs> That's another dig. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> just digging holes, guys. That's all I'm doing. Just digging holes. Uh, that's great. All right, uh, real quick, was this a uh, box office smash or? It was a success. It was a success. I, I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head. Okay, I, it, I just didn't know if it was like if it was a mediocre movie, box office wise, yeah. it was a good movie, bad movie. I am old enough that I fondly remember going to see this in the in movie college. theater. I was in college at the time, getting my <laughs> master's degree <laughs> in a smoking jacket, and no, I was eight at the time, but I know that. All my friends went and saw this. Everybody I knew went and saw this. It was it was very popular in its day. I think it just kind of got eclipsed and um, you know looked over by the, the one that string comes of movies right back that out. came after yeah. it. You know, so it man, it's fantastic. All right, you guys ready to rate it? Let's do it. Are you ready to rate it? You've only had a few minutes, Hannah. Oh, that's okay. Are you ready? Can I will you, rate it. We'll let totally. you go last if you want. Oh no. It's- Okay. Whatever Crap. order, I'll to- definitely still rate it. Grab right. what you got. So out of five Jiminy Crickets, do you have a rating scale, by the way? I think it changes every time okay. Josh and I You talk, think so. of what you want yours to be this time. I do Jiminy Crickets every time. And this one for me, uh, this one is going to be 4.5 Jiminy Crickets. 4.5. Very, very high on my list. Uh, it's one that I like, I think, more every time I watch it. I'd give it a five. But it's just there's just something not not quite five for me. What's that something? I don't know. I can't quite nail it. Like I said earlier, I feel like it's a lot of people. It was very much designed with love, and you can tell the love that went into it. But I just feel like there's one more step that all these people make when they go into the films that follow. And I haven't quite nailed it down. I'll keep thinking about it, and if I can nail it down, I'll tell you next week. Okay. But it's it man, it's really good. Right up there with some of the best ones. Four point five. I'm gonna give it four dipper pines. Nice, solid four. Yeah, it's is. Did you round down to a four? You no. probably did, right? No. Okay. <laughs> no, it was just a four. <laughs> okay, right in there. Just a straight four. Nice. Well, that's a good score. Well, we'll round it out. I'll give it a four out of five magical lamps. Here nice. Because it's like you said, there's just a little bit of something mm-hmm. that's just just doesn't quite make it to a five for me yeah but i still it's one of my all-time favorites i probably would definitely rank it really close in my top five Ooh, nice yeah it's one of my favorite disney films very cool very cool of my underrated disney list it's probably i think we did that at one time didn't we do an underrated maybe not i don't think so on my underrated disney films list it's probably number two for me it's one that i don't think gets nearly enough respect well, Robin nearly Hood enough gets mentioned. nearly enough respect. There's no love for Robin that's, Hood. That's my number one Mind underrated Disney film. That is my all-time favorite yeah. Disney I film. I think it should be in everybody's top five. It's a perfect movie. Yes. Do we want to do so. That's Robin another one that Hood Liam likes, too. What? Robin Hood's 
fantasy. Yeah, it's folklore, uh, fantasy. We could we could stretch that a little bit. Maybe. Like, I, I don't know. We're like already doing like week. we're still amassing we're doing, our list. Yeah, we're February. already doing two Disney's in there. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe we skip something. Maybe right. something different. All right, now for the top five. Are you guys ready for the top five? <laughs> yes. Shoot it. Maybe I can. Come we'll all just do separate top fives. We didn't do one. I'm going to because... do my top five Beatles songs right no, now. Not, not doing a top five this week. <laughs> okay. Just because we'll probably start it again next week. Okay. Uh, it's just. We're running out of stuff, guys. It's hard to come up with good topics. <laughs> it's not hard to come up with ideas. It's hard to come up with ideas that work yeah, for a top yeah. five. Because there's a million ideas, but not all of them work. Like, if you throw us an idea, we totally appreciate it. But try it out first and see if it actually works. You can actually come up with five things yeah. that you Because we're like, we're watching Shark Tale. Let's rank our top five animated fish. And then we took... 45 minutes just to come up with five fish. Yeah, come up with more fish. That's a problem. (laughs) It's so hard. Flounder. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, it's Flounder and then like the cast of Finding Nemo. And that was about it. And we had the incredible Mr. Limpet. And it's like, come on. Yeah. This is is weak. So what we wanted to talk about was we've got two contests going right now. Our first one is our race to reviews, Mm -hmm. which all you have to do is just leave us a review on iTunes and you're automatically entered. When we hit 25, we would have one prize pack. Mm -hmm. When we hit 50, that will unlock another prize pack. And then when we hit 100, that's another prize pack. Where are we at? Like 95, 96? Uh, Well, we're sitting at a solid 15 last count. We're on our way. 10 more and we've got it. Nice. Uh, But it's also Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. month mm-hmm. november mm-hmm. that's the way that it went in my head um <laughs> it, so last it came year out beautifully thank you last year we had our uh thanks giveaway for mm-hmm. thanksgiving mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. we celebrate the fans and mm-hmm. this month we're gonna do the same thing so we have another thanks giveaway special sweet so for thanks giveaway this year we are giving away a copy of your name nice well i still haven't even got to see that yet maybe you'll well, win you I could win, win. <laughs> i don't know is she qualify is that, is that fair because i i've technically uh, i've already won one you can watch it with me okay. i'm getting yeah. two so hey. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> um and then we'll have a special piece of art that gavin did for inktober mm-hmm. you're one with scar holding the little mouse mm, oh. that's sinister mm-hmm. i loved yeah. that one that'll be in our thanks giveaway and then cool. we'll probably have something else nice we have we're not we don't have a picture yet because your name's not out yet so right. i can't take a picture and put it on the site you could just right. have like a little like Photoshop. It'll come Photoshop. in. It'll come in It'll Tuesday. Paint your name, <laughs> <laughs> but it's in Josh's handwriting. So it's like you're with. I spelled it wrong. But there's an e at the end. You're like, wait, hold on. So yeah, so that's and for uh, the thanks giveaway, same thing as last year. All you have to do is you have to be following the Animation Station podcast, and then in all of our thanks giveaway posts, just tag two friends, mm-hmm. and you're entered. Share the love. Yeah. Yep. Spread the love, man. Like, tell everybody about podcasts you like, including ours, because as podcasters, we all just need to share each other and, you know, help broadcast this media because it's still a growing segment of entertainment. And I feel like right now it's so much more about cooperative promotions. So, you know, tell everybody about all the podcasts you listen to in your life. You know a podcast that I listen to and like to promote? Cloud City Cast. Yes. <laughs> they're our great friends over there in Bespin. <laughs> they're in Bespin. Shut up, Josh. They're in California. <laughs> That's where Bespin I'm not, is. I'm not playing this game. They're in California. <laughs> they're above California. Up in Bespin. <laughs> they're in California. <laughs> we love you guys. Uh, yeah, but they give you all of your wonderful everything to do about disney marvel and star wars yeah they give tons of news they keep me informed mm-hmm. every week their last episode was fantastic they did a halloween review of the nightmare before christmas and it was awesome so if you love the nightmare before christmas go check out their review of it, it did they mention me in that episode fantastic i think they did well that was a great point. episode i loved it yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> any episode that has me at least mentioned yeah. A plus podcast. Definitely. Share and like and review. Sure. Sure. 
Also, um, the Podcateers, want to give them a shout out. Um, they've been gracious enough to have me on another episode this last week. So I was able to call in and, and chat with those guys again. So Man, I like how the Podcateers can get Gavin, but it takes me like 75 minutes to try and get a hold of him. That's just... I'm busy, man. That's the thing that when I record with them, we record at like 11 p.m. at night. So that's that's when I'm available. <laughs> It was like late it's a night. Sweet spot during the day. Yeah, I'm hard to get hold of. I agree. I'll be better, Josh. Nope, I doubt it. <laughs> Shout out to the Podcateers. They're on iTunes, Stitcher, Instagram, Podcateers.com. Cloud City Cast is on iTunes, Stitcher. I think they are. Yeah, iTunes, Stitcher, Instagram, the Twitters. Facebook. They don't have a website yet. They're still in the I process. Think they do have a website. Did it, they finally fix it? Yeah. The, oh, it was, was it like down for a while? It was down for a while. I don't know if they they were reamping it. I'm not okay, so maybe don't go to the website. Don't guys. go to the website. Go check out their Instagram, <laughs> and if there is a website there, then you can click it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Anybody got anything else? Um. I no. I'm exhausted from Inktober. It's finally over. Thirty-one. Thirty-one drawings. I know. I think. Yes, it's over. I think the amount of art posted in the first week of November is like a huge drop off because everybody's just going. Like I'd get on Instagram. I go, "Where is everybody? No one's done anything." I go, "Oh wait, because it is. Yeah, it's over." But part of the reason it killed me too is that I was working on another big art project. So um, I will be revealing it. Actually, it will have already been revealed by the time this episode comes out. So check out my Instagram, Gavin Audison Art. And uh, you'll see my piece that I'm going to have in the Popzilla Foolish Mortals art show in California this month. And it's a Haunted Mansion inspired art show. So full of fan art and Disneyland inspired greatness it's gonna be an awesome time i can't wait nice yeah so if you're Uh, in socal come see me also want to give a shout out to it's alex what was that words are hard man (laughs) (laughs) i want to give a shout out to alex clark you can find his we watched a couple of them yeah uh he's got some really cool animations it's uh on instagram at alex clark and on youtube he's got a youtube channel it's alex clark Mm -hmm. definitely like subscribe review all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. It's an interesting concept because it's, it's a really funny guy and he just basically yeah, tells a, he's stories. A, he's a comedian and a Kind of like Dane stuff, Cook. Yeah. He, just, he just tells funny stories, and, but he animates you know, the scenarios that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. It's pretty cool. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. I love that stuff. Quick question, Hannah. What do they call miraculous fans? I said ladybuggers. <laughs> you know, I don't know if is it miraculous, miraculars, miraculous. I, you know, I have never noticed a fandom name to be the honest. miraculati. The oh! mir- let's go with the miraculati. From yes, now on. we are kind of in the shadows. We're an underestimated <laughs> fandom. <laughs> Jeez, I like it. Oh man. Okay. Well, on that, I guess we gotta go now. <laughs> I, I can't top Miraculati. Good lord. We should shoot it at their official Instagram. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Dear Thomas. <laughs> um, now, Gavin, where can everybody? Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art on the web, GavinAudisonArt.com. Oh, you can find me, of course, at Twitter or Instagram at a silly red. And you can find me. On Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. On Twitter at Animate Podcast. On Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. On iTunes and. Oh, wait, no, wait, wait, hold the brakes. On Tumblr, Animation Station Podcast. Oh, you guys, you guys have gone down the hole, huh? I know. Oh, God, it's bad. He, yeah. <laughs> I've learned. We need to mention it. You can also find all of our episodes on <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher. And on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Just click on the little podcast tab. Perfect. All right. That was fun. Thanks for joining us, Hannah. Thanks for popping in. It was good. Nice surprise. All right. It's for the Animation Station Podcast. I'm Olivia Tumbledown. I'm Gavin. I'm the redhead. (laughs) I was doing the thing because he never says her name right. I got it. Tambourine, hanger, hanger. So it's like the Benedict Cumberbatch thing? Benedict Cumberbund? Or the right. Benedict Cucumber? <laughs> Benedict Stindy Batch? <laughs> Sumblebun? St- 
Stengel Ford. I don't know. I'm Josh. Benedict Elbow Patch. I'm Gavin. I'm Hannah. Bye bye, little butterfly. Made you look. I have nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. 